Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Butkus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Matt Amendola and Matt Butkus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Butkus Beyond the Line. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Butkus Beyond the Line. Today we are joined by Tony Baselli, an offensive tackle and the first player drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars in 1995. He's a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, and a college and pro football Hall of Famer. But first, the huddle. 989 on two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. On two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. What did you think about that Super Bowl? Um, I liked it. I mean, I'm a huge Mahomes fan already. My brother and I got a chance to hang with him a couple of times. That's why I picked the Chiefs to win. I think that the enemy, the enemy called the perfect second half. And I think that uh, besides that holding call uh, on the Eagles, I mean, uh, it's a pretty big call. What'd you think? Well, I think Philly did what they did all year. They came out. Yeah. Right? First half, they controlled the ball. Yeah. Big time. And then I'm sure everybody gasped a little bit when, remember when Mahomes went down? Remember, oh, yeah. he looked in pain there. Yeah, yeah. I, I was definitely concerned about him coming out of the second half. I yeah. do like Henny as a backup there. I mean, he did really well in the divisional round, but. Come on. Who would you rather have? I mean, Mahomes, obviously. Yeah, you can't count that guy out, I think. And that was. No, he's, a, he's a competitor. He came out. And that was, yeah. that was, you know, that was the whole thing after, if you remember in the interviews, and was it uh, Kelsey saying that, you know, everybody picked the Eagles and no one gave them a chance. But with that, with that guy, it seems like, you know. I was proud of their team. I think Kelsey's a beast. I think uh, he's going to have, you know, next year is going to be another year too to watch out for the Chiefs. And our new favorite player was running really hard. Yeah, number 10. Pacheco. Yep, Pacheco motor, motor. He's got a motor that runs, and I love yeah, it. I remember the old fight doctor, Ferdy Pacheco. <laughs> so, cash and checks, and it was a good weekend down there. I was down there, the Phoenix Open. The golf How was it? Did you get to go into the golf tournament? Went to the golf tournament one day. Did you go to 16 at all? <laughs> Stayed away from 16. <laughs> that was a little too crazy for me. Crazy, too expensive for me. Yeah, it gets pretty wild over there. What did you think about the Super Bowl? Were you expecting more out of the Eagles the second half? I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, or I mean, well, I was uh, I was wagering on the second half, so I needed I needed I needed the Eagles to score and go for two, and they did to tie it up. But yeah, yeah. that was exciting. I'm glad for the Chiefs. I got you know a buddy on there that was a non-drafted free agent out of Illinois. Nice. So, yeah, I wanted these alignment. I wanted him to win, and then I wanted Nicobe. Oh, I wanted wow. Nicobe Dean to win. So yep. we were texting, and I said, texting each other, and I said, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways, how he, how he dropped in the draft, and mm-hmm. now you're playing for a Super Bowl your first year. You know? Yeah, that's amazing. He just has to keep continue to work hard because 
you know, it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not a given position when you're graduating college and going into the pros, you know, you, you got good guys in front of you. So oh, yeah. he's just going to have to hang tight and keep his head down and keep working and he'll get a shot one day. Well, with rookies, I think that quarterbacks, running backs, and I mean, they get as far as they're a rook and linebackers because it's so physical, but their first year in the league, I mean, the developmental part I think is huge as far as making the step to be a professional and then keeping that workout regimen, eating right, keeping a balanced life to be healthy. I think Nakobe can be a great linebacker for years, but I, I don't I like between. So, yeah, like I said, so running back, quarterback, linebacker, I think you get a little bit more waiver the first year, I think. Yeah. And then we rolled, then I rolled uh, from there. We did the, you know, the Buckus Award. That was fun. That was fun to see uh, Jack Campbell come back with his family, who you've met. Yep. So that was really cool. How was Jack? He's a good kid. And he was, uh, he's actually training in Huntington Beach for the combine and the draft. Oh, nice. He's out in California. So it was good to. Good to see him. It was good to see Luke Keekley. Yep. He's one of our, you know, he's won it four or five times. And uh it's it's and Nora Davis, you know, mm-hmm. our, our past guest. Yeah, uh, I love Nora. How's Nor doing? Nor's doing good. We talked about, you know, his boss going to the Bears. Yep, that's great. And then uh he said, you know, maybe one will wind up with the Bears one day if something to come along. He said he would. That'd be great. I'd love to see that too. I guess he's doing both until they find a commissioner. Oh wow! So he's doing both. Be interesting to see in the draft what the Bears do, but I think if they someone needs a quarterback, they're going to trade down. Yeah, I think so too. I think that would be the smartest thing to do. Definitely trade down. Maybe even trade down twice. Yeah. See if you really wreck, get like six picks in the first like. I don't know, 50? Yeah. That'd be great. uh, Where do you think David Carr is going to end up? I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to hear some of the landing spots. Um, Hey, hey, Tampa Bay. I mean, they're really in need of a quarterback that would kind of fit that profile. So Tampa Bay, um, I think, would be a great spot for him. Uh, Miami, I don't know. What's the deal with Bridgewater and Miami? Or how's that working? What about Tua? Well, I know, but is he going to? I heard he. I heard he's taking Taekwondo to avoid concussions next year. So I don't know how yeah. much kung fu fighting he's going to be needing. But there you go. What that offensive line? I'll need it. I hope uh, the Taekwondo helps. I do like Tua. Is like Rogers that. out of his dark retreat? Yeah, evidently he came out from his barrow, and uh, he's, he's gone. He's going he's, to the Texans. That would be sweet <laughs> for the last go around. Yeah, they're only one quarterback away from the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's a pretty big, uh, pretty big jump for anybody, especially Aaron Rodgers to get the Texans back in the playoffs, or actually playoffs championship, championship, championship. Yeah. Did he say what he was going to do, Rodgers? Uh, not that I've seen. I haven't seen anything on it. Or does anybody really care on this program? I think after last year, after he drugged the whole thing out, I think it's kind of played out by now. So I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some diehards. 
There's still going to be some diehards. It's like the Rogers watch. Yeah, but I thought that was last year. This year is just he's just making a spectacle. I don't know. We'll see. But he's good. I would take him on the Texans for sure. I don't know. What about the Bears? What are they going to do, bud? It's getting TikTok, TikTok. It's going to be interesting to see. Well, what do you think? Should they keep that quarterback? Yes, I would. Yeah. I would. I think he's good. I think yeah. he's dangerous. He's dangerous. He's multiple tool weapon. He's he's he looks like he's getting sharper by the game. You know, as the season rolled on, you know, whether it was a read or using his feet or trying not to use his feet and get out of bounds. You know, it seemed to be kind of coming together towards the end and building that, you know, motivating factor for your team. I mean, all yeah. it takes is one great draft and they're going to be, you know, competing for playoffs spots for sure. Oh, playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> what have you been doing? Went down to Florida? I went to Florida. I worked for a week and a half. I came back and then uh, I've been in Austin getting my mom's house ready for her. And I'm moving her today. My brother and I are moving her to Austin from Dallas. So nice. Yeah. Excited about that. I'm excited for her. Yeah. She's, she's going to like it. Dallas is good, but it's been, it's been five good years for her, but she's ready to kind of move on. And I think that's the best spot. I like Austin's good. It's a good place for her. Her house is really nice. Austin's a fun spot. All right, yeah. So that was a good Super Bowl. That was a good Buckus Award show. I, I think they're still replaying it on the Big Ten Network. So any of you out there, go check it out. Let me know how yep, it is. check it out. Coming up, we have my college roommate at USC, all newly newly crowned Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. So let's go see what he has to say. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for full line of website services, from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today. One eight seven seven Web Now One. Welcome back. We're joined today by a former USC Trojan and offensive tackle that was the first player drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars in 1995. He's a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, and a college and Pro Football Hall of Famer. Tony Baselli, welcome to the show. So, what have you been up to lately, dude? Congratulations on the, the Hall of Fame. Is that something I know how busy you are in, in the Hall of Fame? Because when Pops went, it was nonstop. Is it starting to slow down for you a little bit? Yeah, it, it's it's slowing down a little bit. I mean, 2022 was uh, quite the blur. You know, finding out, you know, late January that I made the Hall of Fame. And from that point on, through the entire football season, it was uh, – it was fun. It was a lot of lot of different, you know, events and around the Hall of Fame and people excited for you and family stuff and you know all about that. And uh but it was a lot of fun. You talk about a whirlwind. I think 2022, I mean, the older I get, 
the years go by faster, but I think 2022 is a record for how quick, you know, you blink and it's over. And, uh, but it was, it was, uh, it was quite the experience in a positive way. And, uh, something that, uh, I'll never forget that first year being in the hall of fame, but, you know, as your dad will tell you, it, it never ends. It never leaves you. It's something yeah. that is tagged to you for the rest of your life. And then where did you, uh, were you in LA when you found out? No. So the way they do it now is I was actually in Florida and, and you don't know whether you make it or not until, you know, all of a sudden I get a knock on the door and open up the door and it's Anthony Munoz <laughs> telling me nice. welcome to the Hall of Fame. So I think that was, it was two weeks before the Super Bowl last year. So whenever that day was. Okay. It, yeah. It's end of January. Yeah. End of January. And that was surreal. And then went obviously went to LA last year for, for the Super Bowl. And that's where they officially announced it just like this year at uh, Thursday night at the honors show. And, you know, and from there, it's just, it's one thing after another, it just, it takes a life of its own. Yeah. So, and then you're working with the Jags now and then the NFL radio, right? Yeah. So I, I, so I do the Jags games on Sunday and I've been doing that for a while. And I do a bunch of other stuff for the Jags around, you know, helping with whether it's sponsorships or charity stuff um, with them. And uh, Angie and I also have our own foundation. We do stuff in the community with that. I, I actually did less less national games this year on purpose, just because of the travel and everything. Because I started, uh, I got into healthcare about a decade ago. Started my own company and then got recruited from that to uh, United Health Group. And was spent a couple years there. And then last year, right after the Hall of Fame, got recruited to this new company called All Dot Health, which is a digital healthcare company, and I'm the president of that. And that's why I travel all the time now for that. That's why I lessened my, uh, I lessened the NFL national stuff just because I was on the road so much already. Right. I have, an, I have an office in San Francisco, so that takes up a lot of time. Now, what is that? What do you do in that company? I mean. Yeah, so we have the so it's a it's a patient management platform. So population health, we do everything from wellness all the way to help uh, patients with chronic conditions like diabetes or congestive heart failure or COPD or whatever it is. And we yeah. actually sell the platform to uh, large health systems. And included in it, we have we have our own uh, wearable, which is FDA registered listed. So probably the best technology on the market. As far as a wearable. And so basically connecting patients to their care team. So, you know, oh. if you think about like Apple or Fitbit or Whoop or whatever, right? sending some of that information just to you, the end user, think of having all that information plus more, but it not only going to you, but to a care team behind helping understand, you know, where you are on your personal health journey and how to manage right. manage your life to, you know, live healthier. Yeah, might have to get a couple of the foundations guy to, to talk about that. We're pretty much, we, you know, we're not doing the same thing, but we just got, um, you know, a scanning facility where people can go in all 32 NFL cities. Yep. That's what we've been trying to do with the Takes Heart and all that. So we're pretty happy about that. Anybody in the any NFL city can go to the website and and find out where they can go and get scanned. And that was the scan that saved my dad's life many years ago. You know? Yep. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's so much, there's so much 
innovation happening in healthcare. And I think what we're doing is one of the things that's going to be is going to be part of the future. But there's so much information that you can get off, whether it's through optical sensing or scanning, like you're talking about, to give insights of what the heck's going on and try to catch things before they they're too far down the path where you can't do anything about it. Yeah, get a get a baseline because right when he had his five way bypass, you know, we all went in. Yep. And then, um, I just had a friend of mine, fifty two. She had a heart attack on my birthday last week, and then um, been a rough rough month, man. <laughs> yeah. Some personal friends of mine have passed that are young, and you know, some older people, friends of mine have passed. So. Getting uh getting old isn't for the weak of heart. No, no. <laughs> it's all it's it's coming for all of us at some point. Yeah, that's that's right. That's why you got to live it up before you go. What do you think of? Uh, well, the Jags had a little bit of a run this year. Yeah, no, it was it was a it was a good year for them. I mean, you know, they finally got the right guy coaching them, and Doug Peterson's great. I mean, he is first class, great coach, great great guy. There's no pretense. He is who he is. You know, he's consistent. You know, that coupled with, a, you know, you put him together with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who has as much talent as anybody in the league, and uh, you're going to win some football games. So they started, you know, had a little bit of a slow start, but once they figured it out and uh, Trevor got comfortable with the offense and and they started playing, you know, much better, they were a good team at the end of the year. And I think that, you know, this, I mean, the franchise has been pretty bad for a while. Outside of the one good year in 2017, I mean, they've double-digit loss franchise for a decade plus. And I think for the first time in a long time, they have a team and they have the foundation with the right coach, right quarterback, and they're building pieces around them that they're going to be good for a while, I think. That's good. I'm interested to see what the Bears are going to do with, you know, are they going to trade down and yeah, the, the big rumors with the Bears is, you know, you, you heard last week is that they're going to trade Justin Fields and go, you know, pick, you know, Bryce Young. Really? That's, I mean, now those are the Twitter rumors. Who knows? Yeah. If true. What, what I want them to do selfishly is keep Fields one more year. Then if he's an athlete, move him to something else and take the SC kid. Well, that means you're going to have to be really bad again this year. Well, that, what do you do? do? Look at us. We're not, we might have a, we might get a lot of draft picks, but we're still going to be terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's all I have to say. I'll, I'll, I'll let you uh, diagnose the Bears. I'll stay away. Yeah. I got enough to worry about with my own team in my own backyard. Yeah, no, I, I talk about double-digit losses. It's both of us. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been rough for the Bears as well. That's for sure. What's been going on with you, man? Just a lot of stuff. Been doing a lot of stuff with the foundation, with the Takes Heart. You know, I'm pretty busy at the end of the year running around and surprising these kids. I really like that aspect of the award, um, which was just on the Big Ten Network the other night. That was our first year on the Big Ten Network, so that was kind of cool because USC and UCLA. What do you think about that? There's some of the Pac-12 teams going to the Big Ten. Well, I think it's just the start. I think over the next couple of years, college football is going to look completely different than anything that we grew up with. Yeah. I think it was the right move for SC to go to the Big Ten. You you know, be proactive. It's a better league. I mean, the Pac-12, 
whether it's the TV deals and how they split the money and everything else. I mean, I, I just think it's going to be better long-term for SC and the Big Ten. Now, yeah. you, you know, you hate that you might lose, you know, which, you know, you and I had plenty of fun doing that weekender up in, you know, San Francisco every year playing Cal. Right. Those type of rivalries, you know, probably are going to get hurt a little bit. But as long as you keep UCLA and Notre Dame on the schedule, that's all that I think probably matters. Yeah. We might skip those Pullman and Corvallis trips. Yeah, I don't need to ever go back there. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm good with not going back there. But, you know, now you're going to have to, you know, you have to go to Rutgers. Rutgers, you know. Nebraska. I guess going to Madison in November might be a little cold. Yeah. Uh, so. And it builds in a little family uh, rivalry. Got the Illini. A little uh, fighting Illini against the Trojans. Yeah, I remember the last time they played in the Rose Bowl when I was there. I think it was 90-2. to two. Yeah, that was Matt Barkley, wasn't it? Yeah, and we, were, we, we took it to him pretty good. How did, how did Pops feel about that one? He didn't. He was up in the booth. I was out in the stands. <laughs> I kept on looking up to him, and he was, like, giving me the, the <laughs> arm. Like, just, I've had enough. <laughs> So how's the family and everything? Good? Yeah, family's good. So my my daughter got married. My oldest daughter got married in January. And nice. Her uh, now uh, husband was her boyfriend because uh, she was at the University of Florida. He played football at the University of Florida, played offensive line. Oh, okay. And he just went into the transfer portal. And guess where he's playing now? USC. SC. Nice. Okay, well, the thing of it is, I saw that. I just didn't know that that was your yeah. son-in-law. It is, he is my son-in-law now, so my daughter's living in L.A. Oh, wow. So that's a, so she's, she likes that, although her car just got broken into, so she's not happy about that. Is she on near the campus, or where is she at? I think she's – I haven't been out to see her yet. I think she's closer more uh, towards downtown, so about you know, 10 minutes from campus, 5, 10 okay. minutes. Yeah. They're starting to clean up that downtown a little bit. There's a lot of USC nice places, yeah. like not when we were there, but it's they've really redone that if you haven't been there lately that you could, we wouldn't even recognize it. Well, I mean, the 5 is not there anymore, Buckus. What, 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 no. what? Nino is, though. Is it Nino still standing? Nino is still there. Nino and Felix's Murph. <laughs> Carmel's and Lucy's and Tommy's. Oh yeah, the old Tommy's run. We might have made a couple Tommy's runs once or twice between class and and practice. Yeah, that's exactly which, which probably we shouldn't when we had to. You know, we, when we get into period twelve and and Larry's like started over for Sally and Butkus. Well, especially because you always got extra caca. Me and Swainy. Oh, gosh. Then we had to do ISOs with Leroy and Aaron, and then we'd have to run to the bathroom. (laughs) It's not the best pre-practice meal. No, let's just say that for all you, for all three listeners out there. (laughs) When you... Is Tommy's Tommy's burger? When you go to L.A. and get a Tommy's chili cheeseburger, but... Oh, yeah. you're near a restroom soon after. <laughs> you know what? We've been there, Matt. One time we went there before the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl was in uh, L.A. right then. 
Yeah, last year or two years ago, That's the Super Bowl is on my birthday. So, That's you know, right. I was back there. I go, I'm in town for every Super Bowl for work. And yeah, you were out there and I took you there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was very fun. Hey, sorry guys for the technical difficulty, if you can hear me. That's all right. Go. You got a question for Big Tony? Absolutely, Tony. I've been I'm a huge fan. I was born in Houston, so any team to come back to Houston, uh, I was really excited when you were on the squad. Has the game gotten soft, all the, the, new, the new quarterback rules? And uh, as far as touching, do you think the game's gotten softer since you played? Um, it's definitely – it's a lot different. There's no doubt about that. I mean, as, as we all know, when the player – when a large number of players and ex-players sued the league around that concussion, the concussion stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the focus of trying to make the game safer definitely changed the game. And I think that combined with the fact that the NFL – And I think rightfully so knows that they got to protect the star quarterbacks because the game is better when they're out there. And so I think, yeah, those two things combined completely changed the the way the game is played. You know, I think the field is way more open for the passing game. I I mean, when, when I played, there's no chance you're throwing down. I mean, you'd get a guy killed throwing across the middle against cover two if he was on the move. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy might get knocked out. And if he did get knocked out, it wasn't going to be a fine. It was going to be played as a highlight on ESPN. Right. Yeah, my brother has to go into his final NFL uh, physical for to wrap up his career on Monday. So he's flying to Boston to do the final. So he had like, I don't know, he had a lot of injuries. So he was going over it on the phone with uh, one of the NFL health advisors. Yeah. So. I'm curious to see everything because I think, yeah, he's got like three concussions that were noted. But I mean, as far as all the extra hits and stuff on his body, I mean, he's got titanium rods and screws and broken collarbone. It's, you know, I don't have to tell you, but yeah. I mean, I think I probably preferred. I, I, it's still a great game and I love the game of football. It's, oh, yeah. it's we'd all, it's, we would all do it again in a second. Yeah, it's a great game. I think it was more. Do I think it was it was a different game because of how physical you could? I mean, it was a different kind of physical. I mean, the mm-hmm. things I was allowed to do as an offensive lineman, whether it's cutting on the backside, getting a guy on the mm-hmm. ground, just goring him to, you know, I mean, you just can't <laughs> driving him into the yeah into the turf. Yeah, but and but here's the thing: I always say, you know, and I was not part of the litigation, and I have no problem with any guy who was. But anyone who tells me that they'd sign up to play football in the NFL and don't realize that your body's never going to be the same, they're fooling themselves. Right. Like I, yeah. I, I knew what I signed up for. And by the way, you know, I got fake hips. You know, my shoulders don't work. Sure. Who knows what's wrong with my head? Well, you have to ask my wife that. Um, <laughs> but I would do it all over again. And like yeah. I knew what I signed up for, and I'm happy I did it, and I'd sign up again. Who's the toughest player you've ever played against? Do you think who gave you um, some problems? Yeah, that's the, the I think that's probably the better question. Who gave me problems? The only I'll say it this way I mean, obviously, I played against a bunch of great players because you know, sometimes yeah. it's not that believe it or not, right, Tony? Sometimes it's not that star player that the public's thinking of, right? You know what I mean? It, it just could be that one guy that that just gave you problems. You know, I played against like, you know, Bruce and Derek Thomas and, you know, great Hall of Fame players. And 
and they were all amazing matchups and tough and everything else. The way I answer that question always, there's only one guy in one game I ever played against that I didn't feel like I got comfortable at any moment of the game. Like, like one of the things, like even if, you know, you get beat or you have a bad play, you give up a sack or whatever, you know, every other time in my career, I always figured out how to get comfortable and get into a position where I felt like I was in control of the guy I was playing against. Like I, like I could kind of dictate what I wanted to do or handle it. But the one time that was not the case was uh, playing. We played a Sunday night game in Minnesota the year they were 15 and one. And John Randall was playing right end. There wasn't one oh, yeah. play that I ever felt like I was in control. Yeah. It was like, holy. Yeah, great guy. I always see him at the Hall of Fame. Oh, he's, he's, he's one of the best dudes who ever played yeah. the game. One of the best players to ever play the game. He, he, but he was, you know, he was tough. But to your point, Bucko, of guys that people don't think about, there was a guy that I played, I think he was five, six years in a row, double-digit sack guy, made Pro Bowls, but no one talks about as one of the all-time greats, a guy named Michael McCrary, who played for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. We played, I played, we played each other twice a year because the Jags used to be in that division. Uh-huh. And um, he was a handful. I mean, that, like, I always, when I played Michael McCrary, I knew it was like a heavyweight boxing match. It was like, okay, yeah. you're getting ready to go 15 rounds. Yeah. And you're you're going to take some punches. And it's like, who can be the last man standing? Yeah. Buckle yeah. him up for that game. Yep. Do you think the XFL is going to work this time as far as with The Rock promoting it now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you got the XFL, you have the USFL coming. You think there's a space for another league? I, I, it's a great question. And, like, like here's my perspective. I'm not watching it. Like, right. I, like there's nothing, like, making me say, oh, gosh, I got to go catch this XFL game. <laughs> right. And if it was on, would I watch it? I, I mean, maybe if there's nothing else on. But I think right. the bigger issue is the NFL is the only professional league that I know of that is mm. more relevant than any league in its season during the offseason. Like mm-hmm. the combine coming up will be on the NFL Network or whatever channel will be, or ESPN, I don't know, wherever it's on. And yeah. it'll have better ratings than like NBA games and NHL games. Right. Before the playoffs. The, the draft will be like the most anticipated event, you know. Yeah, is that in Vegas this year? No, it's in Kansas City. It was Vegas last year. The biggest <laughs> issue that the like XFL and the USFL have is not that people don't love football. And, and I'm, you know, in seeing some highlights, it looks like it's good football and they have some interesting rules and scoring and everything uh-huh. like that. But you're not just competing against the other like the NBA or NHL or any, anything else, you're still competing against the, the NFL. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's a secondary league. So it's like minor league baseball or something. So I right. think that's kind of, you know, you, you'll have diehards. And if, you know, maybe if there was a team in Jacksonville, I'd follow it more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But well, maybe from the player's standpoint, it gives, you know, it gives guys that love the game. Cause uh, my dad and I, for the first XFL go around, we were coaches and commissioners for that. The Jews guys maybe just aren't, you know, this far away from the NFL sure. and they're chasing their dreams still. I, I'm glad that the leagues exist for that reason alone, that guys can go do what they love and play the game and make a, you know, some, make some, you know, make some money doing it. 
And ultimately, I think if one of those leagues can get tied somehow as like a feeder to the NFL officially, like, hey, this is part of the right. development. I want to say the XFL, this go around, is affiliated with the NFL in some aspect. Yeah, I don't, you might be right. I have no idea. I think so. I think they smart to join, and they they are like a feeder team because we were, you know, dealing with uh, Italy over there, and my friend coaches over there, and they're allowed like three American players on a team. So we were like, let's talk to some of the XFL guys that, you know, some guys that graduated, maybe didn't get drafted, still want to play, want to stay in shape. Then they, you know, they're, they're filmed, they're mm -hmm. on film. So we're, we're trying to get some guys over to Italy to play and coach. Yep. <laughs> so. But I mean, I, listen, I hope, it, I hope one of them works. Right. Just, just for the reason, Bucko, you're talking about, give guys opportunities to play because, you know, go develop and maybe, you know, you can show something, you know, much like the CFL. You know, you see guys mm -hmm. go to the CFL to yeah. the NFL and end up having, you know, good productive careers. They just needed a chance to put, you know, some tape together and get film out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. you had some guys cross over, like Richard, you know, uh, Jim Kelly and – the yeah. LA Express guy, the San Francisco guy, few and far between. Yeah. Kelly was probably number one. I think where they messed up is the first go around of the USFL back when they had, you know, Reggie White was in that league drafted, I believe. He was on the one of the teams. Yeah. The USFL? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember Herschel Walker was yeah. with the Generals. Yeah. You know, if, if I think they had a chance, but then, you know, they poked the bear of the NFL too much. If they would have just kind of stayed in their lane, you know, they might have, you know, they might still be here today. Yeah. But at least, you know, the XFL, the one thing that does have, I mean, Rock's a big star. So, you know, he brings a lot of intrigue and people love the yeah. roster. <clears throat> have you ever met him? I have not. No. You know, uh, Willig is on his show. Have you ever seen Willig on the show? I've never seen the show, but I know that I knew that Willig was on it because he's yeah. uh, he he's, plays Andre the Giant. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect for Willig. Yeah. Well, I know you don't have a lot of free time. What if people don't know? What do you like to do in your free time? You thaw um, or cook or travel no, or what? I do not cook at all. I eat. You know, I like to play a little golf every once in a while. Living in Florida, I love hanging at the beach, you know, go on the nice. beach, riding bikes, stuff like that. And then uh, try to travel a little bit with the wife. But, you know, I actually, for the first time in a few years, I actually did a little snow skiing this offseason. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah, it was good. Where, where'd you go? Uh, we went, took the, uh, all five kids and the wife up to uh, Beaver Creek for a week. Nice. That yeah, was nice. That's awesome. I enjoy skiing. I grew up, you know, growing up in Colorado, been, you know, started skiing when I was probably four years old. And so I, I, it was, it was fun to get back out there. Yeah. Were you allowed, were you allowed to ski when you were playing for any of the teams? Did they have like special clauses that you couldn't do anything physical or how'd that work? No, I don't think there was anything like specific, but if you got hurt skiing, you were going to, you know, 
Yeah. Or like you're not allowed to ride motorcycles and stuff, right? Well, that was Tom. You know, Coughlin tried to stop us from riding motorcycles. I I still bought a Harley. I think I don't have it anymore. I think I bought it just because he told me I couldn't. <laughs> um, but uh, as soon as I got done playing, I I started skiing again. Nice. I got a question. I got one, maybe one more question that just popped into my head, and you would probably know it more than any of us. You know these problems that these pro these players get into, and you always hear rumors whether they're you know they're true or not. Like, don't the teams have a, you know a driver if someone wanted to go out or? you know like somewhere they can you know get not help but like chaperone them kind of when they go out not like chaperone but get them around bucko where was bucko where was that for you when we were in college you <laughs> chaperone 24 7. i want to hear some stories i want to hear oh. this one this college story First of all, I refuse to give up any stories from college. I'd probably in incriminate myself along the way. So I'm I, I respect that. There, <laughs> there weren't too many, were there? I don't, Bucko, I don't remember. I, I have chosen to forget. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the too much banging head side. We forgot that. And you know what? Yeah, actually, I think it's good. That's like one of the only pauses I can think about that I forgot because it's right. like, well, not only not only we're on the field together, we live together. So there's plenty. That was one of the uh, unique experiences of my 50 years on planet Earth. Of the year, <laughs> the year that we were roommates. Maybe, maybe me and you watching TV and then the, the snake going by. That's, we won't ooh, mention we any names. Right? You know who it is. I'll that just was my actual roommate. Yeah, I know exactly who your roommate was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave. Uh, I'll leave we'll it. Just leave. We'll leave that. We'll let that lie. Yes. Yes. Nice. Um, the uh, But, yeah, listen, the reality is guys in the NFL have all the resources they need. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And I think Definitely. the choice starts out with who you're hanging with. That goes a long way of what you know what's going to happen on any given day or night. And then two, just the choice of you know how you want to live your life. You know whether if you go out, I mean, get a, you can afford a driver, you can afford Uber, you can afford a lot of things. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, guys in the NFL are like the rest of the world. Some people make good choices. Some make bad choices. They're just amplified more if you're in the NFL because everybody's going to know about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially nowadays with I mean technology, technology, technology itself with cell phones. Bucko, could so you imagine if Twitter and Instagram were around when we were in college? <laughs> I think we we would be with Marinovich and Swaney transferring, <laughs> getting kicked out. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I was there for academics, remember? Yes, yes, you were focused. <laughs> you were you were really focused, focused on, on your academics. I know that that was a key element of like your your daily disciplined life was to make sure I, that I, I think remember we had the the Rodney King stuff and I came running in just going, no one's gotta go to finals. We're we're done. <laughs> and and I remember. It was like, take the grade you had in the class or 
come back and take the final. And I'm like, I'll take the grade I have in the class. Thank you. I'll, I'll stay. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I chose um, no finals that year either. Nice. I did take my Boone's Farm final, though. <laughs> uh, one more question for you. Let's get off this subject real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you think about the, the NIL and and that oh, yeah. stuff for paying players now? I think it was Is it 30, ruining college football. <laughs> I think it was thirty years too late. Yep, I agree. Bucko, it seems we, like it's a, a little old west right now, too. No one really knows the rules. It's not. First of all, I'm all about guys getting paid for their name and likeness. I think you know. You know, if you're a normal student, you can go get a job and you can make money. So why shouldn't you as an athlete? With that said, the way it's set up right now, it is not sustainable. I mean, I mean, listen, it's legalized cheating at the end of the day, because I mean, now you can pay for guys to out of high school and set up these NLI stuff. And in my opinion, for college football, what college football should do. And I think, you know, it's starting to go towards that. You know, at the end of the day. You know whether it's fifty or sixty or sixty-four or seven, there's a there's a number of schools that uh-huh. need to like have their own separate league that you know committed to football and you know and and going down that path and you need one commissioner over the entire thing you know and you you need to have a set of rules that everyone's following and this is how NI works and this is who here's the base that because at some point you're going to create all kinds of division within the teams as well like. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. Guys get nothing, and other guys. Or, or I think what is you know Manning's sons getting six million? He hasn't played it down yet. And yeah, so how does the starting quarterback that's at that school feel? Right. Well, I just I look at my position like like if I was at SC and I was an All American offensive lineman, and they're going to pay some eighteen year old kid at high school six million, and he might not even start. Right. I'm like, hey, where's my 12 million. <laughs> like, right. right. Where's my 12 million? Because if I don't block, that guy's done. Yeah. And so, listen, I'm fine with the stars getting more than everyone else, but I think you have to have some base number that each guy. Right. Or or a group. Or, the, right. you know, you add the S, just take a college, and it's like whether you pool it all or, you know, because you got to remember, a lot of people forget there's 20 other sports. Yeah. Right. You know, remember, it's always like. Well, well, I, but, though, I actually think you have to separate football out from every other sport. Yeah, because that's what that's where it all started. Because you'd say, like, football makes all the money to support all these women's teams. Right. And men's rowing and stuff like that. The basketball and. Wrestling. Yeah, like I heard something. I don't know if this was true, but I I believe something like the only really programs that are making money are football, basketball at some schools. And now like at some schools, like I think the women's basketball team drives like Connecticut and Tennessee, like these big Stanford. Yeah. And so yeah. there's but the, like there's only a handful of sports and football being the one that's consistent that's driving the revenue of these athletic departments. And so I'd almost like you almost have to separate football out and like we're going to treat football this way. Or if you're a basketball school, you know, whatever. But like this whole thing to say, well, everything has to be equitable. Uh, does that really work? Because if, if if I'm on the football team and 
uh, we're driving the revenue for the entire <laughs> athletic department. I, right, right. You know, I think that maybe we should get a bigger piece of the pie. Right. I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll guarantee it. Who do you think is driving more revenue at the University of Connecticut? The women's basketball team or their football team? I guarantee you the football, the basketball team's making more money at that school. Sure. And yeah, so, like, no, they, no. they should get the like that women's basketball team should get the greater share. I'm like, that's that's who's driving revenue. That's how. Yeah, if you don't have them, you're not splitting anything. That's right. Yeah, and it, but and it's also good to see some of the guys like Caleb for the Trojans doing good things with it. Yeah. 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 He uh, right. He flew his lineman to the Heisman, and he bought, I think, like headphones for all the women's teams and. That's nice. He doesn't even have to play pro. No. I mean, here's the truth of the matter. The majority of guys, and I'm just talking about football, I'm sure it's like this in women's sports too, but of what I know. So, like, if you look at the NFL, the vast majority of the guys who are making money are good dudes, are giving back to the community, are generous. Like, they're like, that's just the reality. I mean, everyone talks about the outliers you know, making stupid choices or doing dumb things. And mm-hmm. like majority guys are doing like want to, it's about the team. It's about the community. So and like, and then if you take that to college, I mean, Caleb Williams is a great example. It's like the dude's making a ton of money. He's the best player in college football. I think it's great that he's getting paid, but he's also mm-hmm. smart enough to understand the dynamics. Like, you know what? I'm going to take care of the big guys up front and take care of me. You know what? I'm going to give back to all the sports and, and people who might not have what I have. And I think that's the probably the case in a you know most situations and and so that I'm ha- it's good to hear you know that Caleb you know there's guys like that but going back to the NIL overall I think it's 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 doomed to blow up in everyone's face if they don't regulate it somehow right he's by guys is what you're doing yeah. yeah and then it's like whoever it's like whoever has the most money. I think Texas gave all linemen fifty thousand starting. Wow! That would have been forty thousand more than I ever got. <laughs> oh, forty thousand, not fifty thousand. No, I'm no, I'm I'm including the the other ten. I'm saying we got from the university to pay rent. Oh, the stipend, the big yeah. stipend we got. What what was that? I think my stipend back then. I, I was thinking about this. I think I got like six hundred and twenty-five bucks a yeah, month. Six, yeah, seven sixteen. If you lived off campus. Yeah. So, and I had to pay for rent, food. Tommy's. <laughs> Tommy's. Five o nine o. Gas for your minivan. Then we, yeah. Then we had the, the swipe card for Carl's Jr. Remember? Yeah. Did you? Did you guys know that Bucko drove a minivan in college? A black minivan. And the funniest story about that is, remember it blew a tire, and I rode on this little spare donut for like two years. <laughs> oh, boy. That thing went to Vegas, San Diego, Mexico, all on that little donut spare. Oh, man. It was uh, interesting. I can it imagine. Was, it was an interesting time. <laughs> Well, all right, buddy. We're going to let you go. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Thanks, we'll have you back on. You definitely have to come back on. Thanks, Tony. See you, you guys. Say hi to Angie and the family for me. I will. Tell your dad I said what's up. You got it, buddy. 
Thank you to Tony Baselli for joining the show today. And thank you to my co-host, Matt Amendola. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description and thebuckusaward.com for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing number 51 merchandise, please go to dickbuckus.com. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I am Matt Butkus, and we'll catch you on the next one. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from design and development to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is a technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They also are the official website and digital marketing provider for the Butkus Award and Butkus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1.